0: You are listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast, with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 30th of May, 2021. This week, Paul talks to Dr. Barbara C. Morden, art and cultural historian, about her
1: biography of somewhat forgotten artist, Laura Knight. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Rossendale Radio. And follow us on Twitter at Rossendale Radio. Proud to be your local radio station. 104.7
0: Rossendale Radio, Lancashire.
1: Hello there and welcome back to The Weekend down. It's Paul Jenkins and it's time for our Waffle segment here where we talk to authors, we talk to writers, we talk to all sorts of different people on all sorts of different subjects as well. Now, in previous weeks, we may have spoken to people about historical novels they've written or fantasy pieces or we've spoken to poets. We've never yet spoken to somebody who has written a book on art history and I thought we'd break that duck today. And we're speaking to Dr Barbara C Morden. Uh, she was educated, born in newcastle upon Tyne an author she's a cultural historian a freelance lecturer uh, she's also delivered papers on literature art and learning strategies for the electronic age and she's joining me this afternoon good afternoon barbara
0: hello and good afternoon to you
1: excellent it's lovely to hear you and uh, i've had the thumbs up from the from next door in the studio it's always when we're doing telephone calls there's always that moment where you go can everybody hear us and i'm glad to say can te- everyone hear? <laughs> yes, <that's> a- <laughs> understood." technology is our friend this afternoon uh, whereabouts are you calling us from uh, today
0: well, we, we live in a place called Yam on Tees. Yam. What a, what a
1: great name for a place in itself, Yam.
0: Yam, yes, <laughs> yes. People have great difficulty with with it. Um Yam uh, uh you should say it was a Yorkshire accent, of course, because it was originally in Yorkshire.
1: I, I, I do get told off uh, for those uh, my, my pronunciation of things all the time. This is this is the joy of, of, of living in a place you weren't born in, uh, as I do. Um, but uh, Well,
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, I was born in Newcastle, um, Newcastle upon Tyne, so officially a majority.
1: Well, indeed, and we—I was going to say—we were talking about uh, just just off air a second ago about uh, about strategies for learning and uh, and about people coming together at conferences. Uh, and I think we'll, we'll probably get onto that in just a little bit. But uh, your your book that you've written is 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 fantastic. But we, uh, was it your time as 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 a lecturer or as a, as an academic that you you really kind of got that passion for for wanting to document things and and write things down for people and publish publish works
0: um well uh, eventually of course i did a phd um and i wanted to um to make relationships really between the arts because i think that that is um an important way forward the arts do not occur in, in isolation um and i for my phd uh, a doctorate um i wrote on on art history and literature, specialising in Jane Austen, would you believe? Oh, right. <laughs> uh, of all of all authors, Jane Austen. And in fact, over the years I have done um one woman show on the life and work of Jane Austen
1: oh well that's something that, that it is this is the joy of interviewing people is that we, we 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 had a little um sort of a chat yesterday and this didn't come up at all this that sounds fantastic uh, we, No, <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pick this up later on <laughs>
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, I, I even I even was was made a gift of of um, of, a, of two dresses to wear um, for these for these presentations hmm. and dramatisations. So it was authentic. Yes authentic as, as a dress with
1: a with a zip in it can be <laughs> <laughs> yeah jane austen with a zip that's a that, that's the subtitle for a show if ever i heard one uh but well now, it is isn't it yeah uh, and now the thing is with well, the 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 subject of your of your book uh um laura knight um, who is uh, an artist that's not a i wouldn't necessarily call her a household name but certainly a, an absolute mover and shaker not just in the world of painting but also in in the arts in general and it was it, it was fascinating when you said that you, you talk about bringing the arts together um because your book yes. very much focuses on the fact that she was as well as an artist she was she was somebody who was involved and, and sort of immersed herself in the arts uh, is that is that why you made a connection with her
0: i yes i suppose it is really um but i was brought up in newcastle obviously and one of the um one of the paintings in the art gallery there was a lovely painting which appealed to me as a small child. It was um, it was called on the beach, mm. and it is of a group of, of children um, who were painted at Newlyn in Cornwall, which was where Laura Knight was living at that point. But it was started in Staves on the North Yorkshire coast, which is um, where where she um, really I found her found her painting, um, found her life in, in art. Um, stayed, she, she stayed there for ten years hmm. and eventually moved to Newland which of course was another. They both were art colonies. Um, artists gathered there and and painted the scenery and Appreciated, I think the the atmosphere there, um, the lights and the the moving the moving um, atmosphere really. Um, at all points, the art uh, the um, the weather um, played an important part in what. She did in her life uh, in it's, all aspects of her
1: life, and you can see that uh, in the in the in the paintings. I, I, obviously, I, for part of the interview, I thought, well, I need to immerse myself in in this artist my, myself, and you you can tell that that you can you can see that there's a there's a real influence on of the world around her. But and it's not just the, as you mentioned the weather there, but also the the communities and the people around. Um, she was she was very much interested in sort of marginalised uh, communities. Um, she was
0: indeed, yes. She she, she always considered herself to be to be something of a, of a vagabond, I think. She um, she variously ex- experienced life in all sorts of communities that appealed to her. She spent time with the gypsies, she spent time in the circus, and she spent time in the ballet, as well as painting a multitude of portraits and um, and just enjoying people for what they could give her. She expressed a great interest in, in anything that people who were not regarded as being, um, as you say, a part of the mainstream, but everybody who had a particular skill and and especially appealing if if somehow they were not part of the of the main um social acceptance of how things are. So um right from the fairground when she came she came across it in in uh, in her youth in Nottingham uh, the fairground people were a great attraction. Um and eventually of course she took she took herself off to, to Ivor in Buckinghamshire, where the, the gypsy encampments were, were there for the winter. And she painted the gypsies. And it's interesting that when she was asked to to take up um her paintbrush and paint the the young um later to be queen elizabeth yes but the princess elizabeth she um she invited her to the studio she 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 had a great um, um well i suppose it was ambition but it was also um a desire to talk to everybody and and to involve everyone both in her interests and in her life,
1: she was and a real connective artist, wasn't she? Like you say, sort of everything from you know people that are a tra- in part of a travelling community right up to the future Queen of England. It's uh...
0: indeed, yes. And when she asked um, Princess Elizabeth, um, who was fascinated by her studio, of course, which was full to brimming with paintings that were half finished or unfinished or or just for the moment cast aside. Um, Elizabeth, well, the Queen, uh, selected a picture of an ageing and sick gypsy man um, as her as favorite, That's... which says something both about Laura and also about Princess Elizabeth.
1: It, it does does say something about how she viewed her her place as as, as you know at, at that time she possibly wouldn't have, have, have dreamed that she would be becoming queen at quite such a young age, um, but interesting that, that 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 was starting to change in the royal family as well. what what a, what oh, a great yeah. relationship to have had. Um, I'm just I'm just thinking I'm looking at the time and we've we've got we're going to come back to, um, to to talking about Laura in, in more depth in in just a, a sec. Now we we always ask our um, I uh, to, to choose the playlist a little bit, and we had a chat yesterday about um, particularly a painting uh, that involves a kite, uh, and uh, we've we've indeed, we've chosen yes. a song indeed. What what which painting of Laura's is this? This sort of based on. It's
0: flying the kite, um, hmm. and it
1: was a painting that she undertook when she was at
0: Newland. Hmm. She was she was known for traping up um, the the cliffs um, in her hobnail boots and her painter's smock um, with six foot canvases over her shoulders. And this particular painting is a six foot canvas which she painted on top of the cliff at Newlyn of children in the sunshine and in the in the breeze. As I said, she was fascinated by the way that children never stay still. They quiver. Um they they quiver with with the weather really, with with her with her I thought, and um, the children at the top of the cliff are flying flying kites, and um, they, are, they are not stable. It, she was fascinated by the fact that nobody is ever stable. People are always moving, um, and it was her challenge to paint that, to capture it in paint, and her painting of flying the kite were selected to go to South Africa to the Museum and Art Gallery there, which had just been established. Unbelievable. Um, And nowadays, of course, apparently they don't want it. (laughs) Um, They don't want it because it is imperialistic art. Of course. um, Which... um, well, when I, when I saw it, and I was really close up to it uh, at Penny Art Gallery, it was in the stacks, which is which were um, full to brimming because they had just had an important exhibition of Laura's, and um, they didn't know what to do with this wonderful painting of children in their sunbonnets. Um, all of them, oh, sand in their in their hair, sand in their face but flying
1: kites on the top of the, on the very top of the cliff side. Well, I, I mean, we've, and that, that beautiful image you've created, uh, we, we, we we had to find a way of, of seeing if we could recreate something of that in musical form, uh, and so we've gone for the Mary Poppins cast uh, singing Let's Go Fly a Kite. Uh, we'll be back uh, with Barbara just after this. For Ad Rossendale Radio on Twitter, like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. This is Rossendale Radio. Welcome back to Waffle. Uh, it's uh, time, as part of the weekend wind down, uh, to continue our interview, talking to our guest, Dr. Barbara Morden, uh, and we're talking about her book, all about the artist Laura Knight. Um, but you mentioned earlier on, Barbara, about the uh, about the fact that that Laura was was bringing together the arts, um, and just as some of the things that we've picked up here. I mean, this is how about this of a wide ranging career? Uh, she won a silver medal at the nineteen twenty eight Olympics for painting. Uh, she was then a, a war artist. Uh, she, you know, a child with uh, with painting uh, uh, painting sort of war scenes she was uh, key at the Nuremberg trials in 1946 she was the court painter there uh, and she then went on to work with the Birmingham Rep and the Bolshoi Ballet I mean that's that's quite an eclectic mix of a life isn't it
0: It is certainly, and, and she said that that was one of the reasons why she um, perhaps had, had slipped by. Um, she tried her hand at too many things, that <laughs> um, people were not didn't associate her with with one particular uh, genre or type of painting. I mean, she's variously called uh, an, an impressionist, mm. which. She was in terms of painting, but she was also a, a highly accomplished portrait artist. Mm. Um, she designed f- um, crockery for. Uh, well, she worked with Clarice Cliff,
1: actually. Oh, just uh, this. Uh, this is the thing: is, is that name dropping wise, you do sort of like, uh, "Oh, who did you work with?" Oh, just just Clarice Cliff. You know, it's only just
0: Clarice. Uh, you yes.
1: know, only one of the most sought after um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> ceramics makers. In she the, met in
0: her the... on a train, and they got on like a house. Of I wish they would. They were two of a kind, and she decided that uh, that was for her. Mm. Um, well, actually, her sister, um, Laura's sister, had um, done some painting for um, for ceramics. For uh, she designed some china, and Laura, not to be. A, Done, thought that she should do that too. So whenever she came across anybody who had achieved, she wanted to achieve as well. She mm. wanted to outdo them if possible. That was in her nature.
1: It, it was, and and one of the things. I mean, it's, it's looking at the dates of things and looking at the the time that is. And it's this this age old story that it's a, you know the male dominated art establishment essentially um right. you know she was she yeah. was uh, like you say doing all of these amazing things and despite the fact that you know I, i'm just reading the 1929 she was made a dame she became the first woman elected to the royal academy um yes, and 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 despite those things it's a name that and I'll, I'll hold my hands up here that when i found out about your book i went laura who uh, and that's a that's <laughs> yes, a terrible indeed. thing <laughs>
0: It is a terrible thing. And when she when she first went to art college, she was only fourteen. She was probably the youngest who would ever ever been allowed to paint. Um, but she found herself lumped together with all the other women um, women students, um, who of course were denied the the kind of experience um, that the men had. What irked her immensely was the fact that she couldn't either paint or, or draw from the life which meant that in no way were women allowed to to paint from the, the physical body um, than the new model which she said that really um, this ex, this explained how most of her early work was her word innate, inert she mm. she. Couldn't see any life in it because they were forced to paint from plaster casts of classical originals, I see. which which irked her terribly because she didn't wish to paint watercolors. She didn't want to paint fans or ladylike pursuits. Um, she was criticised for having um, a, a masculine, vigorous style. Hmm. Which she could only indulge, of course, <laughs> when she was her own master, and she she started to to attempt to experiment when she was at stays, which of course is a fishing colony. Mm. Um, again, she was attracted to the colony of people who who lived this life on the edge. she lived up with people on the edge for. All of her
1: life, really, it's, it, she wished
0: to
1: be associated with them. And it's it, it's a, as it, again uh, the age old story of after her death, that was when uh, people sort of realised that, that the nature of her work and and I think the National Portrait Gallery actually purchased uh, the, the painting we were talking about, self portrait renewed after after she died, and then declared it a, 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 you know a key work. Uh, and it's 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 yes. like, it, 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 I mean it's the, I mean this is an art general thing, you know it, you know the whole story of Van Gogh not selling a painting while he was alive. It's uh, it, it, you know the, it, uh, art seems to look back reflectively on people and 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 then give them praise afterwards.
0: Yes, uh, there there were there were plenty of people who did buy her work and that of her husband Harold Harold Knight. Mm. Um, the, he was much in demand as as a as a, as a, a sophisticated portrait artist. He, he was he painted the great and the good, and he travelled widely to pursue that end Laura was eclectic she changed with the wind um, always on the move uh, I I paint she said what I see, I paint for the modern world um, she didn't always paint either she did live across mm-hmm. um, she above all was her relationship and I make this point in the book with cinema which had, which uh, they They arrived in in Newton, um in nineteen o six and it was at that point that the first cinema opened, which when you consider that was something of a of a challenge to an artist um moving pictures as opposed to static ones and I think that is one of the reasons why always she attempted to paint in the open air and in relation to weather.
1: It, it's. Uh, I was going to say there is a running theme of people doing things, you know, whether it be of, uh, you know, a war picture of somebody on the front line or somebody working uh, during the uh, the war. There's a fantastic picture of uh, Ruby Loftus, Loftus screwing Loftus. a breech ring. Screwing the
0: breech ring. Yes. absolutely it, you know, it's,
1: it's a real sense of activity, and that, and and we're going to bring this into your second music choice. Um, we've uh, we we talked about her work uh, briefly with the, with the ballet and, and the stage. We're going to play now uh, "Carnival" uh, by Schumann uh which uh, which is uh, fantastic and we'll, when we come back we'll just talk about her theatre work just a little bit
0: you're on the valley's very own rossendale radio
1: what a beautiful piece of music that was! Welcome back to the waffle segment, uh, and it's Paul Jenkins here with Dr. Barbara Morden, and we've been talking about all things to do with Laura Knight, and that that piece of music, Carnival, uh, that was Piero's uh, piece from Carnival. Um, it was it was a piece that you chose partly because of that that kind of link with the with the circus and that 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 element of of Laura's life um, as well. Well,
0: yes, yes, um, she she was most taken with the ballet Rus'. Which um, visited Paris in 1910, um, and she never miss she never missed a performance if she could when it came to London. Um, she 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 loved the ballet, became a great friend of Pavlova. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wouldn't say a friend, but if Pavlova was friendly with anyone, <laughs> but. Um, Laura had the capacity to insinuate herself into people's lives and, and spaces. And she painted Pavlova many times, as she painted the, um, the Ballet Russe and later the Bolshoi. Um, she was interested in all of the arts, um, drama, obviously, theatre, ballet, and, of course, the circus. She, she was very fond of the circus, and we could say that. But she both ran away with the gypsies, <laughs> and she ran away with the circus at various points of her life. Poor Harold, her husband, was long-suffering, but he understood her. They had a they had a very easy relationship in terms of he did his art and she did hers. So altogether. Um, Although she said she needed reining in sometimes. <laughs> altogether, it was a happy relationship.
1: It is. I mean, when you got two artists together, everyone's... That, that, that's a real tricky thing, I think, sometimes to, to, to manage, isn't it, in terms of a I relationship? Think
0: it is. I think Well, I think she took a lot of managing,
1: yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes she managed herself, and I think she, he must... Um, and even must have been a lovely man. He he was a very wise person and many people uh, said that they used to go to him for advice. So, you know, not a, he wasn't as long suffering, um <laughs> and nor do I think we need to feel sorry for
1: him. <laughs> I was gonna say a very accomplished painter himself. Uh now very um, uh, now um we, we we can't leave you this afternoon you dropped into the conversation at the beginning just uh oh well i happen to do a one-woman show of jane austen and and it's not often that <laughs> people use that sentence with me so i i feel like i have to delve in there just a little bit how how did that come about is this a a, a have you had a long a long love of of jane austen's work and and just thought you know what i need well, to be here for a bit um,
0: <laughs> when i did the phd thesis um i ended up with jane austen. Hmm. Um, See, it it was an inter- interdisciplinary um, piece of work mm. um, uh, and various various novelists were involved. Uh, I ended up with Jane Austen. Um, I have a great love of a very surprising book. I mean, a lot of people obviously are attracted to Pride and Prejudice, um, you just mentioned Jane Austen, and that's a book they know. But uh, I quite like Mansfield Park as well, um, because it's it's a book which is about about Britain at the time. There are many people who say that Jane Austen is detablish, that mm-hmm. all she's interested in is, is um, who some young women are going to marry. Um, not true at, at all, because when you look closely at her novels, when you read them um, deliberately, you realize that everything is there which depicts the age of, of its writing. Um, for example, uh, Mansfield Park is about the transfer ownership of family money. Hmm. Um, and the, the work, of, oh, mostly the work on improvement, um improvements of course is a loaded word and jane austen was very astute in using words that had double or even triple meanings um so you have to be alert to all of that um i i liked it on, on jane austen obviously in mm. in my in my, my life i've liked it on her um and realized that there was much more to say than
1: just about posh fox. Um. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very interesting here you talk about it because there's you can hear the the links with the, the, you know the idea of, of of looking at people and discussing the you know really capturing the time. It's 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 an identical yes. conversation we've just had about your work looking at Laura. Is that she was fascinated yes. by people and and their place in the world and and I think yeah,
0: uh, yeah. It,
1: looking looking at all of them. It's it's just uh, really uh, just fascinating stuff. As we just said off air, I could talk you for another three hours but i don't have that time sadly
0: <laughs> we don't have the time
1: it's uh but it's, it, this is the, the 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 constraints of broadcasting um just to, just to talk about your book and where we can get hold of it it's published by mcnid and grace um it's uh, simply titled "Laura Knight: a life uh, and, uh, and and uh, you can, if you search for it online it's very easy to to get yourself hold of a copy um i've uh, i've been blessed with a copy uh, the, the publisher sent me a copy to, to have a look through in advance and it's it's a beautiful book and uh, and and, and of course, you're yeah, fantastically illustrated on the basis of uh, we've got some brilliant work uh, that you talk about in it. Um, thank you so much for bringing it to the weekend wind down, Barbara. Uh, we, Not at all. Uh, now you mentioned her love of clowns. Uh, we thought we she finish... loved
0: clowns. Yes, she had a, had the idea that being a bit of a clown herself, um, she she understood them, and and of course, working with a circus for as long as she did, she um, she was attracted both to the animals to the acrobats and above all to the
1: clowns well uh we thought we'd, we'd find a clown song because we know that some people are you know afraid of a clown or two uh, and uh we, we we thought we'd find something a, a, a bit, uh a bit a bit famous to play we thought we'd go with frank sinatra's version of ascending the clowns i think she'd approve wouldn't she <laughs> oh she would
0: certainly
1: approve well, let's go with that to finish thank you very much for being my guest this afternoon barbara it's been
0: a pleasure it's been a pleasure here's for next time
1: Dedicated to the the Rossendale Rossendale Valley. Valley, this is your very own Rossendale Radio. And there you go. Another Waffle the Bite-sized podcast comes to a close. What a fascinating conversation with Dr. Barbara Morden about her work. Art history, not usually my kind of thing, but at the same time, I love speaking to authors and and speaking to people who really do understand their subject. And uh, it it really was a fascinating conversation. Absolutely loved it. Please do go and check out her book. Uh, All it remains for me to say is to say thank you very much to everybody for listening to Waffle the Bite-sized podcast at home. Uh, We will see you very, very soon. Uh, And of course, Uh, my sincerest felicitations to all the team at 104.7 Rossendale Radio and of course Melanie Kemp for all of her work producing and editing Waffle the Bite Size podcast we will see you very soon